right, hour number three on a Wednesday. We start hour number three with Zay's Choice. A lot of times he'll just lay a beat down for you to start the third hour. What do you got, Zay? Southside, Lil Kiki instrumental. Lil Kiki? Lil Kiki. Okay. Might be one of the most classic Texas tunes in hip-hop history. It is a great, that's a great beat. That is a great one. Uh, We are getting started with hour number three, talking not only Texas and Kansas State, not only talking about those Astros and what happened last night, but we also remind you, Ball Don't Lie follows us, Rod and Harge, at three. Seven o'clock, you got the Longhorn Blitz podcast with Jeff and Rod and Matt talking Longhorn football. Fight night at eight, sports guys talking wrestling at nine. And uh, speaking of uh, Jeff Howe, and the Horns 24-7 crew every Wednesday about this time. We hit another member of that crew on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Also remember to check out that flagship podcast at horns247.com. He's also got the morning brew article for you each and every day. He is the one and only Chip Brown. Chip, how are you? What's going on, fellas? Man, what up, Chip? I'm doing well. I just need to know... Uh, last week, I want to make sure that your phone was not hacked because I got this picture of somebody just like you dressed up like a, a crazy pirate at a Tampa Bay Buccaneers football <laughs> game. I'm just making sure you didn't get hacked, Chip. Are you okay? Man, I thought you would appreciate that, Dad. <laughs> Dude, that was awesome. Now, I wish the Bucks had appreciated your outfit more by playing better football. That did not uh. happen. No, I saw Tom Brady set the uh, NFL all-time sack record. Oh, yeah. Now, had you yeah, that was, had you been to a game in that stadium before? Not at Raymond James. I've been to the Sombrero back in like when I was ten. Damn, gotcha. So this was uh, this was a new experience. Those those cannons in that pirate ship are loud. Yep, but they don't. They didn't fire him very much because the Ravens, it was mostly Justin Tucker and Devin Duvernay just doing it yeah, all un- over them. Yeah, unfortunately, those cannons are for when the Bucks are in the red zone and score. Yeah. <laughs> and it did not happen yeah. in that game. All right, I just wanted to, to make sure. No, I appreciate that picture, man. That was awesome. And uh, always love checking out, uh, checking out little Raymond James. So, Chip, it's the Longhorns going on the road this week to a place that you also know, a place you have been, and that is Manhattan, Kansas. It can always be a little crazy, a little wild uh, going to Manhattan. What's the first thing you think of? When you think of somebody going to Manhattan, what's the biggest challenge for that road team? I mean, when you got to sit around all day and stare out at, you know, the, the flatlands of Kansas, um, you can get a little stir crazy. I mean, Rick Barnes used to talk about it going to Stillwater. You know, you're better off playing an 11 a.m. game in a, you know, in a place where it's, uh, you know, there's you. Texas has to bring its energy. I mean, clearly, watching that Oklahoma State game should have gotten every Texas player's attention. Um, you watch the same team that you gave up a, another lead to and lost to get paddled forty-eight to nothing. I mean, B. John Robinson said he turned it off in the second half because mm. he was just getting mad, and that's 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 where this Texas football team needs to be. I mean, they need to have the gut burn that 
K-State had after losing a 28-10 lead at TCU and and then came out and, as Chris Kleiman put it, we, we played the best we could play in, in that game against Oklahoma State. And so that raises the question, can K-State do that two weeks in a row? That's hard to do. And Chris Kleiman's got to figure out what he's doing at quarterback. Does he go with the running quarterback, Adrian Martinez, or the throwing quarterback, and Will Howard? And to me, it's, it's Will Howard. If, if, uh, if Kleiman goes with Adrian Martinez, I think that increases Texas's chances of winning because I think Texas is pretty good against the run. And, um, you know, that could kind of, like, destabilize the, the good mojo that K-State just established with Will Howard at quarterback. So I think it's a fascinating game, and it's, it's a tough one. It's at night. It's going to be cold, probably in the 40s. And, and Texas has got to – man, they got to end this, this losing streak in true road games because that – you just don't want to get stuck with that label if you're Steve Sarkeesian as a guy who can't get his, his troops to finish a game on the road. Yeah, I thought Sark was pretty enthusiastic and pretty positive on his presser uh, on Monday, uh, Chip. But also, you know, when, when you're playing against this type of offense in Kansas State and you got a problem like Chris Kleiman kind of has, like Will Howard, he was trying to redshirt him. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, and that, that may be going out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so now he might have to throw him into the fire. And uh, can you go in a little bit more depth on why you'd rather or who you'd rather see at quarterback on Saturday, whether that's Adrian Martinez or Will Howard, and who do you think the Texas defense matches up with better? Yeah, I mean, I think Will Howard has shown the last two weeks. I mean, he was 10 of 13 against TCU and helped him get that 28-10 lead. Uh, and then Chris Kleiman got a little conservative. You know, they had a fourth down stop near midfield, five minutes left in the, in the first half, and Kleiman and the offense just kind of, they throw a, a little, you know, bubble screen for zero yards and then run Will Howard twice into the pile like they're trying to run clock and – and they punt to TCU, and TCU goes 90 yards, converts three-third down, scores a touchdown, and never gives the momentum back. And, and then Will Howard comes out, and they go for it on fourth and 10 on the first drive of the Oklahoma State game, and Will Howard throws a 38-yard touchdown pass to Kurt Warner's son, um, Cade Warner. So, you know, this, I think Howard is, he's a confident thrower all of a sudden and Martinez is a reluctant thrower. He's an elite runner, but I think Texas's speed on defense um, helps them against Adrian Martinez. I think the more dangerous quarterback is a quarterback like Hunter Deckers who got hot throwing the football and, and caused Texas some real problems. And so um, Will Howard seems like a guy who's, who's feeling it right now. And if I'm Chris Kleiman, I'm going to stick with Will Howard because what he showed you against Oklahoma State was impressive. So, you know, Martinez is a problem too, and Texas has struggled against running quarterbacks. He's not not as, you know, accomplished a thrower 
in my opinion, you know, he throws the short stuff. And, and I think Texas can rally to the ball uh, and, and slow that down, maybe force some field goals in the red zone. Whereas Howard will, will push the ball down the field, and Texas has struggled a little bit since they, you know, Anthony Cook went out with that, with that broken arm. Talking with Chip Brown, Horns247.com. Chip, I saw you had an article this week, among others, about this second players-only meeting. Uh, you mentioned Bijan just a second ago reacting to watching that film. Part of their reaction this week was another one of those. What, what do we need to know about the second players-only meeting in 22? Yeah, I mean, I think this one is not, you know, to this one was more about, hey, you know, we let one get away and – Let's get back to the attention to detail. Let's do it for the guys who are, you know, on their way out. And, and it was a message to the young players to make sure you're doing everything to prepare because some of you guys are one play away. And some of you have gone into games and not been totally sure what you're doing. So, you know, spend the off week, get in the film room, be ready. And I think it was a positive message. I mean, Jordan Whittington's one of the voices on the team I trust, and he he said that it was, you know, that that's what the team meeting was. And then he saw the team's response in practice on Monday, and he said that it let me know that everyone got the message. And Steve Sarkeesian, um, you know, Zay, you mentioned him being positive. He was all fired up about their practice intensity on Monday, and I'm hearing – that has continued through the week. So I think, you know, I think the players understand that it's now or never in terms of, A, getting this road losing streak off their backs, and B, you know, playing up to their potential, playing like the team that, that uh, almost beat Alabama. Chip, where are we looking at on the secondary availability of Anthony Cook, Ryan Watts? Hell, even Jalen Gilbo hurt his ankle in that Oklahoma State game, which that's clearly the biggest question mark on this defense still is if this secondary could get it together. How do you think the secondary is going to look going into Manhattan 6 p.m. Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, um, I think Ryan Watts is going to be okay. I don't think Anthony Cook is is ready yet. I think they want to look at his arm, you know, a little. They want it to to heal a little more before they put a cast on it and put him through all that trauma. And so, um, you know, and I think Gilbo's going to be okay to go. But you know, the key is they got to get settled at that safety position, you know, whether it's Keaton Crawford or, you know, where, where cook is out. Um, they need, they need some consistency there because it's been a, it's been like a turnstile. And, and so, you know, I think that's going to be a, a big part of this one, especially if Will Howard is at the quarterback position, but I, I think Ryan Watts will give it a go. Chip, stepping outside this game but staying in the Big 12 for a second, what did you make of the CFP rankings last night that uh, slotted TCU at 7, K-State at 13, and ultimately Texas at 24? Yeah, I mean, TCU kind of got the, the raw end because they've, what, they've won four in a row against ranked opponents. I mean, that's, that's a better resume than uh, some of those teams ahead of them. But, 
Um, TCU's going to have to earn it every step of the way. We know that from 2014 when they mysteriously dropped from number three to number six mm-hmm. all because the committee didn't want to reward Baylor. for uh, That was when they were still under Art Bryles for not scheduling anyone. So they punished TCU uh, to make sure that um, – they sent a message to Baylor, which was unfortunate. So, um, you know, I, it's early. It's early. I mean, so much of this stuff is going to clear itself up in the next couple weeks. But what a year for Tennessee. I mean, if, if uh, Josh Heupel can keep that going, that's, uh, that's an amazing story. And then Hooker, their quarterback, is, is amazing. And um, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt. Let me ask you one more question about this Texas team, Chip. You know, JT Sanders, it seems like he might be taking a, a hit in the freshman wall, you know, and then you look at the third wide receiver issue of Casey Kang, which clearly ain't cutting it, you know, who could step up there? Have you seen that with JT Sanders? And you think it's anybody going to be able to emerge as that number three option on the wide receiver front? Well, I think JT Sanders is, is, you know, he had that drop at the end of the Oklahoma State game. That was tough because his hands are so good. Um, you know, I think, I think he'll be okay. And, you know, I'd like to see Tariq Milton a little bit more. Um, you know, a fifth-year player who's got a lot of experience, scored touchdowns at Iowa State. Um, he and Savion Red, I think, are guys I'm, I'm interested to see. And, you know, it's interesting. Sark does not rotate much at the receiver position so when they've had to um you know get into some of these big pressure moments you know when they're trying to drive for points at at the end of games I see Tariq Milton making some catches and I'm like where's that guy earlier in the game you know so there's no doubt that Quinn Ewers loves getting the ball to Xavier Worthy because he knows it can go to the house every single time and um, worthy is every defense knows where he is, has to account for him. His speed is, is scary. There, you know, Chris Lyman said, we don't have that kind of speed. You know, we're going to have to surround him. And, and so, you know, Quinn Ewers, this is a grow up game for Quinn Ewers because he was struggling, uh, in the wind at Oklahoma state. He was you know, what 15 overthrows most in FBS in the last three years. And, and so, you know, what did he learn? Steve Sarkeesian sat him down after the Oklahoma State loss and went through some of his struggles as a young quarterback at BYU, and Quinn Ewers said that helped him. And, you know, Ewers hasn't had a game like that. Like, he didn't have a game like that at South Lake Carroll. It, it, you'd have to go back to junior high or something where he completed, you know, less than 40% of his passes. So this is a big um, grow up game for for Quinn Ewers going on the road at night and uh, and you know Chad you know I'm going to this game that fa- Bill Snyder Family Stadium is it's dug in down into the ground I mean it's loud it's yep. loud and and this is going to be uh, an incredible atmosphere because K State has lost five in a row to Texas and that's that's not normal I mean 
they used to chant "We own Texas" after yeah, <laughs> after beating up grief. beating up on the Longhorns, and uh, they haven't been chanting that lately. Yeah, it's going to be a wild atmosphere, man. A night game in Manhattan. Uh, Chip, before we let you go, do you have a lean on this one right now? When are you? When are your predictions due? And and kind of what are you thinking on a Wednesday? Man, I I have a funny feeling that Texas is going to show up big in this game. I I don't know if I'm ready to predict them as the winner because. It's just been, you know, too many bananas in the tailpipe. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I have a weird feeling that maybe, maybe Texas has the gut burn uh, that it finally needs to go finish one on the road. But man, K State. I predicted before the season that K State would be in the Big Twelve title game against Oklahoma State. I don't know how good that's looking, but um, I don't think anyone had TCU. But you know, K State's got a really good core of veteran experience at seemingly every level of their team and that's why I think this is just such a hard game before the year I predicted Texas would lose in this game but I don't know man I think there's a fire in there that uh, might be ready to come out. Yeah, it sounds like they got uh, maybe got some things straightened out, and maybe they are in the right mindset uh, to head to Manhattan. That is Chip Brown. Check out Horns247.com. Again, the full article and in-depth on kind of what that players-only meeting was about this week. Check out the flagship podcast with Chip and the crew there, the Morning Brew article every day, at Chip Brown 247 on Twitter. As he just mentioned, headed to Manhattan. All the sights and sounds. Who wouldn't want pictures from Manhattan? Come on, at Chip Brown 247. <laughs> You know that's what they're going to be giving you this week. Uh, Chip, we appreciate it, man. Safe travels to and from the Little Apple. We'll talk next week. All right, fellas. Thanks, Chip. Good stuff. Yeah, it is a a different kind of place. I've not been there for football. I went during basketball season, but he's right. It's dug down in, so you're looking down into the stadium. It is out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, my God. And it gets cold, and that wind starts blowing, and it's just a different place place man uh so we'll see if texas is ready you've had two weeks to prepare steve sarkeesian yep you've had two weeks to prepare hey bring it chip feels good that makes me feel a little bit better but yeah. i don't know we just know second half woes we know what we talk about the statistics when this team goes up two scores and how quick the defense gives those points back right. will that be happening We'll something see on watch. Saturday. Yep, that is something to watch because those those double-digit leads have gone away and gone away quickly because the defense will let up when that happens. They'll do what a lot of us do watching the game. Oh, 31-17, ah, pass, pa- pass a drink. You got another sandwich over there? That's kind of what the defense <laughs> has done a couple times. And those leads that were double digits, they get to single digits in less than two minutes. Got to pay attention on the defensive side in those moments for Texas. Up next, why today matters. We're getting into November, November 2nd today. I have a strange declaration to make about an NFL player with a birthday today. We'll get into that. Plus, a question for Zay about the Longhorns. We will see if he's got the answer. Because the question he's been asking a couple guests today, I think the answer might already be there. We'll dig into the stats a little bit, and I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Coming up on the Horn. Chilling with my broad and you already know And if you want to reach me, hit me on the dine low If I don't call back, don't put on a show When I pass by your house and blow Instead of knocking on your door Chilling with my broad and you already know And if you want to reach me, hit me on the dine low If I don't
Chad and Zay with you on a Wednesday. Hope you're having a good one. A little bit cool out there. Some rain coming later in the week. Westlake's game, the Weiss-Hutto game have both been moved to Thursday because of that. Zay, what we got here? I do not recognize it. Should I? No, not at all. We're going to Houston with the... <laughs> all right. Yeah, you had zero chance of okay, getting this, but it's all right. That's all right. We're going to Houston with it. You already know by Big Hawk. Big Hawk. Big Hawk. Okay. Part of screwed up click. DJ Screw, you know who that is? I have heard of DJ Screw. Okay. DJ Screw is the one, maybe the one, but one of the guys known for slowing a song down. Like cho- chopping Chop a song up, but yeah. slow it way, way down. Way, way down. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Big on the drink, purple lean. Or the kids call it nowadays the walk. The who? The walk. Now it's got a different name? Yeah, lean means walk now. That's what the new generations call it. So I don't, whatever, I don't drink lean, but yeah, more power to you if you do. Is that because when you drink it, you can't walk? <laughs> I mean, come on. That's good. That's good. I, I don't know. I've never been on it, but I heard it's an experience. Kids, stay away from it. Please stay away from it. You wouldn't think. You wouldn't think something as... Simple sounding as cough medicine in your drink could be that destructive, but it is highly destructive. Yeah, whenever I have a cold, then maybe I'll get a double cup and see what happens. (laughs) Please be careful. Please be careful, kids. Please be careful out there. All right, so Big Hawk joining the list. Jane Childs earlier, Jefferson Starship, The Motels, and Metal Church. I'm just going to have to remember that Motel song. I always miss them. I always miss that it's a motel. Interesting makeup with the motels. Yeah? Yeah. You remember the video? The yeah. They're talking about? Oh, Those yeah. Just, all the weird all lighting. The weird make- and yeah. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that was the strange. Interesting look. By the way, as I was dropping the kid off at school today, I saw a kid walking down the sidewalk near Elgin High School. It looked like she just decided not to take the Halloween makeup off. That was Monday. It's Wednesday. She still had like a half a, you know, Phantom of the Opera face on. And I'm like... Hey, maybe she has a real problem. Can't can't get it off. What's going? <laughs> maybe she's not. <laughs> it's like that little ad I saw for the Bengals fan who used the wrong kind of paint. Maybe that's what it was. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It, it could have been that yeah, situation. Maybe you gotta just, be careful. This paint oof, it sticks. Got to check into 2022. it. Twenty twenty two. Oil based versus water based. You got to find yeah. out. You got to do Hell that. Hell yeah. Got to do that check, man. All right. When we're done, it's ball don't lie. Longhorn Blitz podcast at seven. You got fight night at eight, and sports guys talking wrestling at nine tonight. Check out the Wednesday night. Line up. All right, let's get into why today matters, and we'll start with some Texas stats here. Why today matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist, 512-601-0303, or sinussnoringent.com. All right, Zay, you've been asking our guest today about third receiver because it's been something, obviously, Longhorn fans are looking into. So if you had to guess, total catches for this team, who leads them in catches? Who is it? Xavier Wordy. You are correct. Who's second? Jordan Winnington. See, that's what Maybe I w- B. John Robinson. See, that's what I would have thought too. Second is Sanders. Okay. And so it's 36 catches for Worthy, then it's Jatavian Sanders. So in a weird way, the answer to your question is kind of already there. It's Jordan Whittington, if you consider Sanders a receiver, which obviously he is. But I know what you're asking, and I know what all other Longhorn fans are wondering. Because here's that number breakdown. It's 29 for Whittington in third spot. The only other two Texas players that have caught 10 balls or more are Robinson and Johnson, the two running backs. That's it. 
nine for and then it's then it's nine for Keelan, who obviously that would have been uh, a running back situation. So when you talk talk about all those other receivers that you're asking about, from Kane to Milton to throw in Billingsley if you want, Brennan Thompson, none of them have more than four catches for the entire season. Yeah, that's an issue. Wow. That's an issue. I just didn't realize that it was that much of a drop-off. I hadn't looked at that stat in a while. So, um, But I also like your question about Sanders. It feels like, not that he's gone away, but they haven't found as many impactful ways to get him the ball. I thought he would have been a great way to help Ewers out of the problem in Stillwater. Yeah. If you're not going to bench him, okay. Chad, he's my quarterback. All right. Give him a ball he can throw accurately. He missed that one. Now go find one he can throw. And my two guys would be four and zero. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, JT Sanders, there's only so many looks that he could give you out of that tight end spot where when you got guys like Casey Kane or Savion Red, hell, Brandon Thompson, those guys on the outside – it's just different looks, different reads, different routes that they're running, and those routes aren't working. Whether that's Quinn Ewers trying to throw it deep to those guys, whether it's Casey Kane dropping passes, it's just there's a certain disconnect and that set of wide receivers over there and Quinn Ewers where these guys just haven't been able to get involved. And in, in a way, it just makes you – a little more one-dimensional, you know, like, okay, we're clearly going to focus on Xavier Worthy. We're clearly going to focus on Bijan Robinson. So if you're not going to look at Jordan Winnington, if he's only going to have one catch like he did in Stillwater, then you become pretty easy to guard. And, yes, we know Quinn Ewers had the game he had, but I, I just want those guys – I think they have to get involved more to where it makes the defense look at the whole field instead of just one half. Somebody texted in. Remember, the Specs text line is there for you, 337-3776. I heard they practiced in College Station to get used to the boredom in Manhattan. How dare you? (laughs) There's no need for that. How dare you? I hope that if you go back to College Station once the SEC thing happens, maybe you'll actually be you know, you'll actually be impressed with some of the things they've done in College Station since 2011. We'll see. Um, all right, so that's something to keep in mind stat-wise. Longhorn's third leading receiver right now is technically Whittington behind Sanders, but again, no true receiver has more than four catches other than Worthy and Whittington. That is the that's the reason that Texas fans from Zay to all of you are wondering who's the third receiver going to be? The actual third receiver, a wide receiver, not running back, not tight end, catching passes. Longhorns looking for that right now. All right, speaking of uh, throwing passes, uh, it's Jimmy Garoppolo's birthday today, Zay. He is 31 years old. I'm just going to ask the question flat out. I feel like I'm comfortable enough with my own, you know, masculinity. I can ask it. Has there ever been a more handsome quarterback start in the NFL? Um, because to me, he's number one. Let's see. I mean, you know, Tom Brady. He probably has a little something to say about it. Tom Brady's a good-looking man. Um, I don't think he's Jimmy Garoppolo, though. What about Prime Steve Young? Prime Isn't that what Cameron Diaz said? Something about Mary? Oh, he's no Steve Young. <laughs> he's no Steve Young. <laughs> Steve Young. Steve Young was a handsome man. And then Steve Brett Young Favre. is still a handsome man. I'm not trying to kill Steve Young. Um, what about Favre, 90s Favre, when he came up? Something about Mary again. See, that was a rustic, you know, Mississippi country good looking. It was looking. a country good looking. The Wranglers on, yeah, Wranglers on point type of good looking. Here's my contention on Jimmy Garoppolo, why I put him number one. I think you could literally cast him as Superman. 
Like if you're that level of good looking, I just don't. I don't. And think about this. Remember the 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 change in Tom Brady over the years. Gets in better shape, drops weight. It feels like he's gotten better looking over time. He was still intimidated when they got Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. There was one point of time Matt Stafford looked like a lesbian. So it depends <laughs> on what you look at as good looking. <laughs> that could count, huh? What? <laughs> That's fantastic. I had never thought, I never thought Look of it. Look at some old pictures of Matt Stafford in his Detroit days. Yeah, early yikes. De- Detroit Stafford? Oh, yikes, man. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely didn't hit that category. Was but it the haircut? Is that what it, it was? It was definitely the haircut. The haircut did it for him. Yeah. Happy birthday. How do you look like Bridget Nielsen? <laughs> Beverly Hills Stafford, yeah. That's a big move. That that's, a, that's, a, that's a big move. Yeah. That's a big woman. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, 31 today, and those Niners seem to be coming together right now with Christian McCaffrey in, in the fold. Debo Samuel's going to get healthy. If the rest of the guys that have been banged up get healthier for them, that's going to be a huge concern for the, uh, the NFC side of things. That's a dangerous team. He's the Achilles heel. He goes how far the 49ers go, how much talent as they got with Christian McCaffrey coming in and all that. You just talked about Debo Samuel. It still rides on Jimmy G's shoulders and if he could get it done or not. And they're going all in, so clearly they have a lot of confidence in him. He's gotten them to the Super Bowl before. Can he do it again? We'll see. Dude, that that throw to CMC was pretty nice the other day. smooth. That was, was really smooth. Nice. But he will have those throws. It's just like even in a 49-29 win, Dak Prescott gave every Dallas Cowboys fan a reminder with that one throw where you're like, oh, Dak, no, no, no. That's why Cooper's still on the bench. No, 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 no. He did plenty in that game that Cooper Rush could never dream of. But that throw just reminds you the difference to me between Dak Prescott, that level, and the truly elite in the NFL. What are you talking about? And I'll argue that the pick against the Bears. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll argue that that's where he and Jimmy Garoppolo live. They both live in that area of, at times, they're really good. They're definitely a franchise quarterback. But are they elite? Not quite, because of throws like that. Hey, I mean, if you're looking at the NFC, who at the top is elite right now as far as quarterbacks? Like Jalen Hurts, he's pretty damn good, but right. why are we considering him elite? Kirk Cousins, he's looking pretty damn good right now. I don't know if we consider him elite either. So Oh, we don't. No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. In fact, the only guys I would consider elite right now at quarterback, there's only well, there, there's technically two in the NFC, but their teams are playing bad. You know who they are. And then it's the two guys in the AFC. It's Allen and Mahomes. Yeah. Those are, to me, the elite guys right now. Yeah, Rodgers and Brady are struggling right now. Right. I can't, I can't, they're, they're, they don't have elite teams, so I don't think they're in the conversation. But when it's rolling, I think those guys are, are at that level. Uh, so happy birthday to Jimmy G today. Also, it is National Deviled Eggs Day. Zay, is it country of me if I tell you how much I love double de- deviled eggs? Is that a country yeah, thing? Yeah, it's country, but I like deviled eggs too. Damn. So I, I'm 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 country with you. Now, do you want stuff in there in the mix? Do you want like some little like a crunch, like a celery or something in there, or nah, you want it smooth? Oh yeah, I, I need it smooth. But me the, too. Whatever the what that yellow stuff on the deviled eggs. Spice that up, though. Oh, you want a little something in there? A little yeah. kick. You yeah, want a kick I, need, in I, there. I need a little kick. I don't need no basic ass. Deviled eggs. I've, I've had some very basic one where it's basically just the egg. I'm not with that. You got to spice it up, you know, funk that thing up. Mm. Well, all I know is God love my grandmother, rest in peace, that made the best deviled egg I had ever had in my life until I met my wife and I realized, oh, 
My wife makes the best deviled eggs I've ever had in my life. What does she do? I don't even know. It's just it's my, what, what's the little pepper called? It's, it's magic. Some type of pepper. Is it paprika. Paprika. Is that what that is? That's it. A little bit of oh, you know, just, just it's magic. It's magical. It's incredible. I need. I'm gonna go home and uh, see if we can get some deviled eggs tonight. Hey, why not? Might see if we well. can, see if we can work that out. National Deviled Eggs Day today. All right, coming up, stems and seeds. Before we get out of here, including another crazy Dan Snyder story, but it might actually have a good ending. Stay with us. It's the horn. The invitation to my gangster. Na- That's fantastic right there. I like that. These boys out here about the bus. That'll get you moving no matter what. It's a big good one to play in hospitals. They're about to unplug. Roll this one through. <laughs> I have songs like that in my life, Zay. I'm going to tell my wife, hey, if you're ever about to unplug me, there's a series of songs I need you to play just to make sure. Make sure. Because they all make you move. <laughs> like Superstition from Stevie Wonder's always been one of those for me. Like I always move when I hear that song. Yeah. I'm going to have to add this one to the list, though, because as soon as it started, my head just, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, That's good. this is a classic West Coast beat right here. All right, who is this? This is Gangsta Nation, Westside Connection, which that's a group with Ice Cube, Mac-10, and Dub C, all L.A. natives, and Nate Dogg's on the hook. Wow. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any realm of music that has as much camaraderie as rap does. Yeah. Just as much mi- wonderfully like mixed camaraderie. You know what I mean? Like it's it's incredible. Everybody's got can have their own identity, but you've also got groups that come together. Then here's this project we did over here, then here's this thing over here. Yeah. It's weird because there is that, but then there's that like dark side of it, which yeah. you hear with takeoff in Houston yeah. and it's just like there's so point. much money involved, but a lot of jealousy and a lot of envy and stuff like that. It's it's an interesting genre of music. It does have those two extremes. You're yeah. right. It can feel so positive yeah. in certain ways, and then you get. To, you're right. Then you go to that dark side of like, wait, what happened? It's so confusing. Yeah, that's that is crazy. Uh, that's a great, great beat there. West Side Connection, rounding it off. Big Hawk, Jane Childs, Jefferson Starship, the Motels, and Metal Church. Oh, you know Zay will bring all of it to you on the show. Chad and Zay on a Wednesday, getting ready for Texas and. Kansas State this Saturday. That's a 6 o'clock kick, 2 o'clock pregame for you. No Cowboys. They're on the bye week, so enjoy that, Cowboys fans. Six (laughs) different NFL teams are hitting the bye this week. By the way, if some of y'all didn't see Lance McCullens uh, yesterday and the performance he put on, somebody put his highlight clip of him getting, uh, yeah, just destroyed on Pornhub, and they put the quote, Lance McCullis gets creamed oh, by nine beefy boys come on. in Philadelphia There's no need. for two hours. There's no need for that. There's no need for anything like that. Come on now. You gotta you you gotta lay off those Astros fans a little bit. They're trying to deal with what happened. Tonight is game four. Can Christian Javier stop all this madness and help him even up this Yo, series? Where's Christian Javier from? That that sounds very overseas, 
one of them South America type of cats. I do not know. I'm gonna, okay, I'll look it up for you. Hopefully he has a language barrier where he ain't taking that heat that Lance McCullers took. Oh, I see what you're yesterday. saying. They were okay. killing my guy. He could understand all of it. <laughs> so maybe throw somebody in there that speaks Cuban or something, Brazilian, whatever. Christian Javier was born in the Dominican Republic. Beautiful, beautiful. That's a good sign. He will not be affected by all that chatter from Philly fans. He won't be like Mattress Mac. If you ain't home, if so, did uh, you show me the end of that video? Do we know what led up to that? Do we know what they said? I mean, we probably can't repeat it, but w- do we know exactly what they were saying to Mattress Mac to get that response? They were just heckling him the whole game, just laying some Astros when, stuff yeah, or whatever. And, and when you got seventy-five mil on the series, and you see a team go two-one, I don't care how much bread you're making or made throughout your career i don't care how many sofas and recliner chairs you've sold it's gonna get you. it's gonna hit yeah, yeah that, yeah, that yeah. affects anybody so yeah, that's fair yeah <laughs> that's fair oh my god that's crazy all right let's uh let's get you a couple of stems and seeds before we get out of here we'll start with this nfl story no stress no seeds no stems no sticks brought to you by ab consultations 255-8678 or abconsultations.com is it finally going to be over with dan snyder in washington they've hired bank of america securities to explore the potential of some kind of transaction involving the team but remember the investigation is still going on zay you think washington people get what they want here is dan snyder going to be out i hope so I mean, it's best for the NFL. Clearly, everybody wants him out. It's best for that Washington Commanders franchise. I mean, the FedEx, whatever, the FedEx field is an absolute dumpster fire. It seems like he's only in it to be petty. Hopefully, he could get out. All right, now in terms of this uh, Kansas story, how about this? Bill Self and an assistant, they were suspended four games. First four games of the year, that will include the game against Duke. These are level one violations. It goes back to that FBI investigation in 2017. Zay, is that enough for Bill Self? Four games. I guess. I mean, I don't know. 2017, that was a hot minute ago. It was that weird Adidas recruiting thing. I don't really know the specifics. Something of this. to do with Adidas, yes. Okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, they're the national champions. You ain't going to take that from them. It's not like it's a Duncanville situation. So, yeah. four games I'm cool with. Five level one violations tied to the relationship with Adidas. They will also miss games against, get ready, Omaha, North Dakota State, and Southern Utah. Yeah, I think they'll win those games. But at least they took the Duke game, too, because the Duke game is the fourth game. So at least they made it four. At least it, it was They're re- letting them go to the Bahamas. Oh, yeah, that is true. They're, they're going to be back for the battle for the Bahamas in uh, November 23rd. Yeah, that's a slap on the wrist. He's good. And he'll probably be coaching from FaceTime anyway. So, well, I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to hear this. All right. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope they're not letting him coach. Come on, you don't want that. What you're going to do probably, they'll probably get some extra time for a couple extra tours in the Bahamas because of it. He might go to the Bahamas early. Yeah, whatever. He and the assistant. All right, yeah, Kansas. Are they preseason number one, by the way? No, North Carolina. North Carolina is. Okay, gotcha. All right, so keep an eye on that story with Bill Self. Going to miss the first four games. Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod and Harge. They'll be breaking it down for you as Texas gets ready for K-State. Longhorn Blitz podcast tonight at 7. 
Fight Night at 8. Sports guys talking wrestling at 9. If you're a fantasy football owner, make sure you're here in the first hour tomorrow. We'll try to help Zay's team, not that they need it. At 12.30 tomorrow, J.D. Lewis. Also, Brian Jones at 2.05 from CBS Sports. Talking a lot of things, including Tennessee and Georgia. Plus our man Jeff Howe, Horns 24-7 at 105. Come on back tomorrow. Have yourself a good Wednesday. See